All right. Things you never want to hear your mechanic say. Okay. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) That one's a bummer. How about... Here's the box of leftover and extra parts oh, from your no, car. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> All right. How about this one? How much money you got? <laughs> are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. I'm, I'm always ready. You're always. You are not always ready. I'm, I'm ready about 25% of the time. Perfect. <laughs> That's all I need from you today. Okay, you got it. So everyone, welcome to our most readiest of podcasts, Gear Related, a peek under the hood of the automotive repair industry. That's Mr. Ready Ben over there. Ready as I'll ever be, at least to a today. quarter of a degree. And I'm Heather. And we are here and ready. <laughs> In yes, case we you're are. wondering. <laughs> In case you were wondering, <laughs> what do you got for us today? So before we get into our topics uh, for today. Topics. Topics. Topic. Uh, no, you have many. Yes. I've done nothing. <laughs> I, have done, I have just dragged myself over here. Well, I wanted to talk about something that happened at the shop the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because it really, I, I don't know if I can say it grinds my gears because that's totally <laughs> a, that's totally a uh, family guy reference. We'd have to come up with something. To, you know, it, no, it, it, tw- it tweaks my crankshaft. It. <laughs> wow. It sounds like there should be a song about that. Hey, you, self-driving car, you gone too far. That really tweaks my crankshaft. Should I drive a you? Why should I choose? That really tweaks my crankshaft. All right. So I am, I am. Fully and in complete support of do-it-yourselfers. Oh, yeah. If you can fix your own car, more power to you, uh, especially when it comes to changing your oil, changing yes. your own oil. Easy stuff at home, yeah. So we had a, a, a 2018 Porsche Cayenne oh. uh, come into the shop the other day. Clearly not my car. <laughs> uh, and we were doing an oil change and a New York State inspection on it. No big deal. Except when it came to resetting the oil life monitor, you know, because a lot of cars will tell you, pop up a display or a little light will come on and say, hey, uh, it's time for your regular maintenance, time to change right. your oil, whatever it is. Blaring an alarm in your yeah. face. Yep. Just about every car I've come across, we've had little to no issue of resetting these lights for the customer. For with your your basic Toyotas and... You know, Fords most of them, you, yeah, Honda. like the Toyota, yeah. most of them you can do right in the car. Um, using the onboard oh, yeah. switches or whatever. Yeah. Some of them you do need uh, an aftermarket scan tool, which we have, and that's no big deal either. Uh, but this Porsche, we for the life of me, I could not find the reset procedure. No matter what I did through the onboard computer, I couldn't find any menu. Uh, we and the, yeah, then I googled Checked it just Googles. to, to okay. see um, how you do this, and all of a sudden I get all these hits from all these other Cayenne owners that say Uh-oh. you can't do it. <gasps> Wait, you, you just can't. So you have to go to the dealership and use their proprietary software in order to reset the oil change light. And they're charging customers to do this. Like (gasps) these these people were saying like $120 just to reset your oil light. So they don't even do the oil change and it costs that much money? So I got rather curious about this whole thing and decided to call the dealer and find out for myself. (laughs) So I actually posed as a Porsche owner 
Oh, I, I don't own a Porsche. And there's there's those theater skills <laughs> right. coming into uh, play. I called him up and explained that I just changed my own oil, um, and I was wondering if they uh, if they could reset my oil light for me. Mm-hmm. And you know what they said? No. Was this the one in in town here? Yeah, this is uh, the Rochester well, por- Porsche dealer. They. They, they didn't say that they would do it for a fee. They didn't even say that. They said flat out no. And, and I, asked, I was like, why is that? And they said, Porsche. So this is the dealership. But Porsche, the manufacturer, is telling the dealership under no circumstances are you to reset customers' oil chains uh, lights unless you perform the service yourselves. Because that's the only way of verifying that it was done and done correctly. Okay. So you Porsche owners out there that have these oil life monitors, uh, you can't change your well. You can change your own oil, but we you're going to have to live with that with that, <laughs> with that display message the entire time. I mean, that's that's just insane to me. Like, I've got cars that come in all the time. I've, like for example, I had one the other day that uh, it said oil changes. Oil change life is fifteen percent. Hold OK button to reset. Right. Not only is it easy to reset, but it actually tells you how to do it. But Porsche's just like, nope. That really tweaks my crankshaft. Yeah, that little, that, that, that little thing tweaked my crankshaft, ground my gears, whatever you want to call it. Ugh. The opposite of float your boat. Right. Okay. Yeah, it definitely sank my ship. And everybody's turned this off already. I'll, pull, <laughs> I'll try to pull myself together here no you won't it's fine that yeah that's it's annoying because i feel like not that i can do it but changing your oil is not that it's a rite of passage for some people you know they were taught by their their fathers and or mothers and, or mothers and and they're going to teach their kids to do it and th- their kids are going to teach their kids to do it kind of thing not if porsche has anything to say that's about right it. <laughs> <laughs> well I guess that smashes my dreams of owning that car. <laughs> All right. So let's get into our actual topics. Um, we're going to do a segment well-known to all of our listeners out there, known as... They almost fixed it! That's right. They almost fixed it. Oh, no. What did they almost fix this time? <laughs> well, we actually had some come in. Um, oh, yeah. I've got one. That uh, it, it's it's pretty good, but I think the ones that I'm gonna tell you about later from uh, that our uh, listeners gave to us are, are by far better. Um, so the one I got is I had a car come in. This is uh, maybe a month or so back, and the hood release was broken, and I couldn't couldn't pop the hood. And I'm like, all right, well, they, so I'm you, sure you push, they you push the button inside the car that pops it open, but then the the little knobby thing under that. The, no, it's actually the the lever inside so the, the car. So the one inside the car. Yeah, I just wanted to broken. clarify that. Okay. Yep. Um, not the safety catch is what you're thinking of after so the, it's already So popped. the gnomes <laughs> are not doing their job. No. So I'm okay. like, all right, well, I need this hood open. Uh, and I noticed that there's this orange string looking thing uh, poking out from underneath the hood. <laughs> but it's not even in the front where the release is. It's like off to the side. Okay. And it's just, just fluttering in the breeze. Yeah, right. So I'm like, I, I at first, I, when I pulled the car in, I thought that somebody had just got something stuck in there when they closed the hood or whatever. But, <laughs> but it, <laughs> it, it, it turns out what it was is, uh, um, you know, that bulk weed whacker cord that you could buy? 
Yes. <laughs> it was a long piece <laughs> of weed whacking cord that somebody had tied to their hood release and just draped it off the side of the of their so hood. So you just yank on yeah, that. Yeah, you to, just yank that and it pops the hood. They didn't think maybe they should tell the mechanic who's gonna need to pop their hood <laughs> yeah. about their special Well, maybe they thought it was self explanatory. Special tools for the job. Oh my gosh. So yeah, that's that that's one that happened to me. Um, we had one come in from our very own Emily, uh, oh, Emily. our office manager at uh, Schoen Auto. Uh, so, and she writes that this is her personal favorite, by the way. Uh, her boyfriend um, in college was well known to taking creative approaches to fixing cars. Uh, had a 1990 clunker that reliably overheated, even on the shortest test drive. So the solution that he came up with was to completely remove the hood, wire a giant box fan to the battery, (laughs) and then strap it to the grill uh, (laughs) with a bunch of bailing wire. And she says, to give him credit, it did seem to work (laughs) until an unrelated issue doomed the car uh, for the rest of its life. They almost fixed it! Yeah, probably the stuff hit the fan. But I mean, this is this is something straight out of red green, you know? Oh yeah, that's bad. <laughs> I just kind of want to see it. Yeah, but I, I don't. Yeah, I would. Lo- I would. That would be something I would need pictures of for sure. Mm. I like how she's like, it's my ex boyfriend. Yeah, I wonder if that breakup had anything to do with his creative car repairs and her intelligence level. <laughs> right? <laughs> Something's fishy here. Oh yeah. All right. So our, our next one comes from Chris here in Rochester, who is uh, uh, also an uh, automotive technician. He came across an old F-150 that uh, <laughs> the gas tank was having some issues. Oh, and no. <laughs> what, what he saw was that uh, the, the problem was is the gas tank was basically falling out of the truck. That, that is a problem, <laughs> yes. So rather than, you know, strap it back into the truck with said necessary straps that are supposed to hold it into the, the truck, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the person had who, of, of course, will rename nameless, like all these have to <laughs> remain nameless, right, had taken ratchet straps, wrapped it around the fuel tank and the entire bed of the pickup <laughs> truck. So he's got these probably brightly colored uh, ratchet straps going all the way around the bed of the pickup truck. And you probably have um, many people that are driving by this. I wonder what those are for. Oh, yeah, it's easy. Those are holding his gas tank into the truck. holding the gas tank. But uh, to be fair. To be fair. Holding stuff in the bed of the truck, too. Sure, yeah. You (laughs) know? Double usage. Yeah. I mean, maybe he likes the colors. Maybe. Or she. So yeah, they. that's what I got for you on this week's segment of They Almost Fixed It. They Almost Fixed Beautiful. It. All right, so, you know, you're, um, you're, sorry. <laughs> um, your Porsche story started making me think a little bit about stuff. I, You know what? So uh, clearly, I mean, changing your oil. That's something you can do at home mm-hmm. pretty reliably and easily, um, unless you're me. But, like, what kind of car repairs would you not recommend that people try to undertake in their garages? Ah, see, this is a very good question, because as much as I advocate for the do-it-yourselfers, 
Uh, there are also some that, and, and we get cars that, well, actually, I should say, we get phone calls. <laughs> for, for attempt number one. <laughs> from people that are saying, listen, yeah, so I started taking such and such part out of my car, and yeah, um, I'm going to need some help. Can I just tow it to you, and you can put it, <laughs> put it back together for me? I mean, God bless them for trying. Um, but yeah, that's a very good question. Some repairs that uh, you probably shouldn't do at home. Now, I would say timing repairs is a big one. Oh, the timing belt? Yeah, like okay. replacing a timing belt or a timing chain, anything that involves like precision measurement. Because if you get that wrong, you're going to be out of time. You're going to be probably buying an engine. Oh, yeah, you don't want to do that. Because basically, uh, the crankshaft and the camshafts, if they're not in sync, um, which is what the timing belt and the timing chain. Do they like smash together? So what happened, yeah. <laughs> my, in my brain, I just see them like, ah! Well, you obviously want your valve to open when, the, when the piston is down. Right. If that valve is down, when the piston comes up, smash. Yeah, you just basically ruined, um, ruined your engine. Well, and is, are there like special tools that you so have yeah, to use? So yeah, that, and that's the thing. A lot, a lot of times, if you a don't- A metronome? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> if you don't have um, a procedural book or something like that to tell you- um, Google. The, you could use Google, yeah. Um, they'll tell you that you need special tools. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you just you just sneeze so silently. <laughs> I don't want. I don't know where all that pressure went, but I feel like my brains are dripping out of my ears. <laughs> that was like a, a ghoul sneeze or something. <laughs> you were supposed to just let it go. Oh, sorry, I didn't bring it up. Be professional. <laughs> all right, let's, all right. I gotta get back on track here. So yeah, special tools. <laughs> And don't ask me why, but for some reason, every single special tool has to start with the letter J. It's like J546 this, J547 that. Anyway, it's weird. But yeah, you're going to need some of these special tools. And a lot of times, you're paying more money for the actual special tool to use it than you would if you were paying your mechanic to Just do the job do for you. Okay. Yeah. So that's one. Uh, another one I'd say that you probably shouldn't do at home is AC repairs. Oh, you, you don't want to mess that up when it's like 97 degrees outside. Yeah, you really don't. But I mean, I get it. Like a lot of the uh, parts stores, they just have these cans of Freon oh. uh, on the shelf that you can just grab and put it in your car. Now, um, if you have a leak, then you're obviously leaking that out into the ozone. And that's not good for the environment. Yeah, because we do not have much ozone left, folks. Right. And the other reason you don't want to do this is let's say you, you grab a can of this and it has X amount of ounces or whatever in the can. Mm -hmm. You're going to put that whole can in there or you're going to put it in there until it gets cold. But more often than not, you're going to put the whole can in there. So now your AC system, um, you have no idea how much, how much refrigerant is, is, in there. Is, yeah. is, is in it. And it's a precision-based system, meaning you don't want to have too little charge and you don't want to have too much charge. Because you could damage some components that way. And ACs are expensive, expensive. They are. As a matter of fact, when we get into um, into AC work, the first thing we do is draw out the system until it's completely empty. And we do this for two reasons. One, so we know how much to put in it. And two, so we know how much we took out. So like, say, for instance, I only took out uh, a quarter of an ounce. I know that it, the system is extremely low and I should probably check for leaks. Right. So, yeah, that's that's another one. All right, so you know how 
every car these days has um, a computer system for all the different various right. things that are in the, the car. The one million components, yep. Right. This is another thing you probably shouldn't do at home is replace one of those computers yourself. Or monkey around with it. Right. Because if you mess one up, you could completely mess up all down the line, maybe. Who I, knows? Su- I suppose there's a potential to that. I mean, if you wired it wrong or something like that, but generally it's uh, you're, you're just going to plug and play kind of thing. But the problem uh, lies in the um, programming of said module. Mm-hmm. So let's say oh, your yeah. car starts and runs fine, but you have like an issue with the engine control module that is causing a certain thing not to happen and you want to fix it. You put a new engine control module in there. Now the car's just not going to start. Oh. Because it's not programmed. It's got to have right. the VIN for security purposes. It's got to be able to talk to all the other modules. And those modules are not going to recognize the new module. Yeah, They'll could, shun the new yeah. module. <laughs> They'll put it in the corner. <laughs> oh, you ain't going nowhere. Aw. But yeah, that's, a, that's a, another one is don't mess with the um, computer type stuff. I mean, unless you are a computer whiz. Well, I suppose. I mean, there's. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Probably still not. <laughs> you got you got these guys from those Fast and the Furious movies that could just plug their laptop into their car and do all kinds of uh, black voodoo magic. So, on if them. you are a character from the Fast and the Furious, feel free to ignore this advice. But Everybody I su- else. I suppose you could also say that those characters were auto technicians. You know, the guys that are supposed to be doing that stuff anyway. Those so, guys. Those guys. But yeah, like the stuff that you, um, that you do at home that's okay is, is like your brake work, you know, if you if you know what you're doing and your oil changes and maintenance things, stuff like that. I wash would... your car, try to wash it. You could do that. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, is where I'm but at. But speaking of brakes, Ooh. a lot of our cars now have electronic parking brakes. Right. And so yes. there's, a, there's a motor on the back of your calipers in the rear. And so when you push the little button, the motor engages the caliper. So if you're going to do rear brakes on a car that has an electronic parking brake, those calipers need to be uh, placed in service mode. Now, some cars, you can do this uh, with the vehicle controls, like the buttons on the steering wheel, you hit them in a certain sequence or whatever. Oh, gosh, this Um, sounds like, (laughs) what is it? Up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right. Exactly. Q. B A start. Oh, you were B-A almost start there. And throw your remote control at the TV. <laughs> For you 1980s and 90s NES uh, lovers out there, you'll you'll know that one. Um, but yeah, they'll need, they'll need to be placed in service mode. In other cars, you'll actually need to do this with some sort of diagnostic tool, like a scan tool or something like that. Probably not what you've got lying around in the garage. No. What you don't want to do is try to force those things manually. You could end up ruining a very expensive caliper so don't do it just say no the last one i will throw out there uh is changing your battery now you really yeah so this is an easy one right you just unplug it make sure you're well it used to be easy hey listen to me unplug it disconnect sorry you unplug it (laughs) you disconnect the terminals and you remove the battery and put a new one in right simple enough the problem lies is when you do this, you're erasing all of the learned values in every single module oh. because they all lose power. Right. Now, generally speaking, you, you can learn those values just by driving the car, and it's not that big of a deal. 
Um, but I have come across certain cars that will lose calibrations as well that you need a scan tool uh, to, uh, to recalibrate, like the steering angle sensor, for, for example. We had a, a customer come in that uh, the check engine light was on, and we did diagnostic work on it to find out that uh, the steering angle sensor needed to be recalibrated. And lo and behold, I opened the hood and there's a brand new battery in there. Oh, yeah. So what we what we do when we replace the battery in, in our shop is we use a memory saver. So we'll actually power up all the other devices before we disconnect the battery and put the new battery in. Oh, kind of have them all charged and then ready to go. Exactly. Very nice. So, yeah, well, that's a caveat for you uh, folks out there that want to replace your own battery. Just be wary. Be very wary. Wary, wary. All right. Well, you know what? We'll come up with some more of these because I think this is helpful. It's helpful to me to know things I <laughs> should or should not do. Should not be touching on my phone, my <laughs> fo- my beautiful car. So I think that's it for today. Yeah. Yeah. Good absolutely. job. I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. Offering our offering. Yes. Mm. And if you didn't, uh, rate us really highly anyway. <laughs> <laughs> rate, review, subscribe. Please like us. Yeah, we need some love from you folks. And if there's something that uh, you want us to talk about or have questions, you can always get in touch with us. Uh, you can email us at contact at shownauto.com. S-C-H-O-E-N. Find us on the Twitter. Find us on the Facebook. and The Instagrams. Uh, yeah. We'd love to hear from you. So thanks again, and we will see you next time. Enjoy the sun. Bye.